Welcome to the Normalizing Millions podcast. I'm a mama of two little girls, owner of a seven-figure and growing coaching company, and I'm your host, Taylor Lee. My mission is to normalize women making millions from work that feels absolutely effortless. Your work changes lives, and with my help getting it into the hands of more people, your life can radically change too. Just don't blink, because with the right tools and advice, all of which me and my incredible guests will share with you in each and every episode, it can change fast. All right, let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here today with Lacey Sites. Hi, Lacey. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited, like I said, to have you here today. We're talking about how Lacey is really doing private coaching in her business a lot differently than I see other people doing it um, using a revenue share model. So I'm so excited to pick your brain about this. Um, I guess to kind of kick us off, do you want to just share really quickly, like a little bit about you, what you do? Yes, absolutely. So um, I, my business called a lit up life. I have um, primarily, well, basically only do um, one-on-one coaching. Um, so I have scaled to the seven figure mark doing only one-on-one coaching, like Taylor said, through a revenue share model, which looks like we charge a base rate and then we charge 10% of um, revenue that clients make through our work together. So it has kind of become like a scalable one-on-one model. When I started my business, I tried, tried, I guess I use that term loosely, right. But like, I tried to scale in other ways. Like I did a couple group programs and I was just like, I just don't enjoy running these. Like I really just was not lit up by it. And which is kind of a bad position to be in when your business is called a lit up life, you kind of need to be (laughs) lit up by what you're doing. So um, yeah, it's just been, this has been kind of like my way of doing what fits me best, but still being able to grow. And one-on-one just happens to be what that is for me. That's definitely not everyone's jam. It's not most of my clients jam, but um, it is for me. And that's how I like to work. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So for someone like me, um, my, my brain goes straight to like, how is that even possible to be making seven figures with one-on-one coaching? Like, do you have a million clients? Like, what are you charging? So for people that have that very logical brain, like me, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about what it looks like? And then we can dive into like all the details. Yes, totally. So I probably have about, I would say give or take 20 to 22 clients at a time, which I think for a lot of people sounds like a lot, but I also meet with them three times a month. So yeah. Um, like those even out over weeks, I don't even have 20 calls a week kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, but uh, really a lot of what it is, is just like compound effects. So a lot of my clients have been with me for years at this point. And so one, like one of my clients is a good example. She started with me at zero and now she makes a couple million dollars a year. Right. So that's how we scaled to a million is we worked with clients from zero and then they started making <laughs> a lot. And then obviously they pay us a lot because of that. So it's not like one of those business models where you're going to make seven figures the first year you do it. I mean, shit, maybe you could like, if you got the right, (laughs) you know, set up, but like, it would be unlikely that it would be one of those business models where you'd make seven figures. Like first year out of the gate, I, I did revenue share for, I think, full out maybe four years before we made seven figures doing it. So just to be transparent there, like it obviously took some time, but um, yeah, it's, it's 
when you have worked with a client for that long and their revenue scales your skills with it. So what does it look like, whatever you're comfortable sharing in terms of like how much you're charging, like how does, like, what does the revenue yeah. share part look like? So we charge a base rate of $1,250 a month. So like really low considerably for one-on-one coaching. And the way I think of it is like that basically just pays for like my time and my team's time, like in terms of like showing up, being on the call, that kind of thing. And then their revenue percentage is like them paying for their results basically. Right. So, um, in like in our business, I would say revenue, the revenue share probably accounts for like shit, 80%. Yeah. I was going to say a lot. And yeah, like a lot. I, I, I would say probably at least at least that maybe give or take, but right. Like the revenue number or the revenue income is pretty much 80% of the business. So yeah, we, I would be making like 20 K months or whatever with, you know, without that. And so it's, you know, about 80%. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like that's pretty good. Like either way, like for the people that are listening, it's like, you can scale five multi-five figure months, not charging. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll just say it like right now, I feel like we're seeing people charge, like, you know, it's all relative, but like crazy numbers, like 10,000 a month, I've seen 20,000 a month. And I think that's kind of what people are starting to see is the only way to scale. If you're going to do high ticket, it's like, then it needs to be high ticket and not everyone is even one has interest in doing that or is definitely not at the the confidence level or it just doesn't even make sense for their client. Right. So it's, it's really cool to see you doing that with a base rate. That's like, I don't know, to me, I see that. I'm like, that is, that's so no brainer. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, it's so funny that you say that. Cause I totally agree. Like I, I'm in such an interesting position with this model because in one hand, I do have clients that pay me like 20K a month. Um, We cap it that, by the way, like that's maybe something I should say, like even if someone's revenue is beyond that, we cap at 20. Like to me, I'm just like, (laughs) you're good. I would have to like (laughs) completely rework how I show up in your business past that. And I don't want to, like, I like how we have it set up, but so it's like, technically I do have clients that are like paying that much, but it's also because we've like built so much together and it's proven and it's grown with them and it's done over time. And it's feasible for them at that level because it's still only 10% versus like you're saying where it's like someone might be like, okay, well, I'm making 20K a month. I guess I'll pay a mentor 20K a month to hopefully make more. And I think that's just like literally dangerous in our industry, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see it a lot and like, it's tough because for me, I've invested a lot. I've had a lot of coaches. I basically have always had a coach since starting like eight years ago and it's worked out really well for me yeah, you know, yeah. overall, but I do, I do see it where it's just, it feels like it's also just different now. Like at first I felt like I was investing a lot, but coaches then were a thousand dollars a month. Like I, yeah. I had amazing coaches that were definitely under $2,000 a month, a thousand, 1200, like now that's really, really tough to find. Um, cause I think everyone thinks they have to charge like so much and I get it, but that's, what's been really interesting about seeing what you're doing. I'm curious. Um, you, you mentioned how you tried group programs. You didn't really like doing those. So that makes sense. Why you focus on the one-on-one, which I know there's other people who feel like that. Not everyone, but there are people who feel like that. Yeah. But did your one-on-one always look like this? Like, was it a crazy transition that you had to make to this model? Like, I'm so curious about what that looked like for you. 
Totally. No, it, it definitely didn't. In fact, like, I think this is important to say, cause I feel like sometimes, you know, when we're on the other side, it's, it's like, Oh, it's so easy, but like, it yeah. wasn't, but like, so, um, when I like realized, like, I don't really want to do groups and I had like more evidence too. Like I had been a, a, that worked as a therapist previously. And anytime I had to run groups, like I just didn't even enjoy those either. So I was just like, I have so much evidence that I don't enjoy this. Like, why am I continuing to like bang my head against the wall? And so at that time, I think I was making like like in the, in the ballpark of 200 to 250 off just my like one-on-one. And so I remember deciding at the time and being like, if I just run a 200 to 250 K business and that's all like, that's my cap forever. Like I'll still have fucking won the lottery, right? Because I get to like do what I love. I get to be super excited by it. I get to like be my own boss. And so I remember like really consciously making that decision of like, if this is just what it is forever, like I'm in, like I'm down for that. And then like five months later or something, four months later, I, that's when I finally had the idea for revenue share and was like, oh, this actually could be scalable. So I didn't even make the move to focus on one-on-one just because I was like, oh, now I have a scalable way. I actually decided on that and made what felt like a hard decision at the time to like, quote unquote, not scale. And then that idea came to me later. So it wasn't like necessarily easy. And then once that idea came to me, I actually tested it for like a year and a half before I actually transitioned my full business model to it. So it was like a very long timeline <laughs> leading up to it. And I think that is just important to say, because sometimes it just feels like it's so easy where it's like, oh, I just had this idea and then I did it and it was perfect. And it was like, no, it took me like two years to come full circle on this kind of thing. Yeah. And so on that note, like, I know that you've been, you've been sharing about this a lot more. I saw that you did like a training on it and yeah. I'm, I feel like some of your clients probably do this. Maybe some don't like, who do you think is a really good fit to use this model as well versus do you feel like there are people who just, this probably isn't the best fit for them to do anyway? Yes. I, I think you have to really want to get in it with your clients. I think it's very hard to justify charging a revenue share if you don't like to go deep with clients. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I have some clients who are like, I would rather just like teach to many and I don't want to go like deep with a handful. And that's totally cool. But like, I think it would be really hard to like convince people like to pay you revenue share for that. So I think you kind of have to have that personality or that inclination of like, I really just want to like get in your business with you. I call it the partnership model. Cause it's like to give me 10% of your revenue, you kind of want to feel like you got a partner in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is like, it's, it's a real mind fuck. Honestly, I think that people don't realize, um, like most coaches, clients don't report income to them every month, right? You're, you're, take-home pay is not directly related to how well your clients do. And so I've seen people try this and then just completely like get in such a mindset funk of like, I need to be a better coach. I'm not helping my clients enough, or I'm pissed off at this client because they're not showing up in the way they should. Like there is a lot of like mindset drama that can come up with this. And so I think like you if you're like in a place where you feel like your business is like struggling and you're kind of seeing this as a life raft, it's maybe not. It might be like you really have to be in a pretty good headspace to try to implement it. Well, and I'm so curious to hear your take on this because I feel like at least any business coach who's been coaching for probably at least a couple of years has probably actually been asked to 
do something like this with a potential mm. client. And I think like, obviously I don't do revenue, revenue share yeah. models. So it's like, everyone can do what, what they want to do, of course. But what I'm so curious to hear your take on is I know when I was newer and the first time I got asked that question, you know, it, it's kind of what we, what we think in the coaching world is like, we can't be responsible for our clients' results. And there's so many elements that go into that. I mean, you, you already know what I'm going to say. Like, you know, they may or may not do the work. They may or may not show up for it. Like, you know, so I think that's why a lot of people don't do it. But that's what I find so interesting is it's like, you've obviously for the right person have proven that wrong and it's working really well for you. Like, what is your take on that? Because you're you're going a whole different direction than that pretty standard advice I've heard a lot of people give. Yeah, I mean, I think that the difference that feels important to share there is that I definitely screen pretty hard. Like when I first started doing this and took on my first few people, there was like, they had to like fill out an application, do a video, do, there was some other thing. Plus they had to submit a business plan. So it wasn't like, Oh, like anyone come on down and I can get anyone results. Like I agree with you. Like that's it. That's not the case, right? Especially in our industry where the entry barrier is so low, like it, you can't get everyone results and not everyone's going to make it. And a lot of people are going to try and not you know, continue with it because again, the entry barrier is low and the promises are high. Right. Um, and like, even now we have like a big wait list and we have applications when people apply and like, we go through a pretty rigorous process. And so like my messaging is definitely not like, Hey, if you're a good coach, you can get anyone results. I don't think it's right. that. I think over the years, I've learned like what qualities like I look for in a client. And and when I feel like it's the right client, I really do feel confident in my abilities, but it's not like a, across the board kind of thing. So I think both are true and, and right, if that makes sense. No, I totally get that because I feel like, you know, if someone's brand new in business, it's probably hard to tell because I don't have anything like going on or yeah. established. But for me, when a client comes to me, it's like, I feel like I just get this like instant. I just, I know I'm like, you're going to be so easy. Like you're just going to take off. Like, yes. this is gonna, like I can help you. Like I 100% know it. And then, I mean, this is like probably really transparent on my part. I've, I've also had other people come to me who are like, please let me work with you. I have the money I'll pay you. And I'm like, Okay, but I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to go. Like, just because you can afford coaching or you have the credit limit or the loan or the cash or like whatever, it's like, oh, yeah, there's so much more that goes into it. You know, it's so interesting though, because I, I like really appreciate you saying that. But I will also say, like, I get why you would take on that client too, because like I can think of one of my clients who she's very open about this. So I don't mind saying it, but she, is about the least likely person that it seemed like was going to be really successful when we started working <laughs> together. Like homegirl wouldn't get out of bed kind of thing for a little while. Yeah, I get that. Right. <laughs> and I was like, this is probably not going to be like my most profitable client. And now she's like a super, super profitable client. And so there is a way in which like, yes, you can kind of screen for it, but honestly, sometimes people surprise you. I would say many of my clients that are now crushing it, like they would not have been the one I would have been like that one right off the bat. So like, you kind of got to be open to it too. Can I ask though, like with those clients, honestly, why did you take them on then? Because you weren't like a hundred percent sure. So obviously it's not like I'm a hundred percent sure you're going to be a multi seven figure earner before you take on a client. 
Totally. I mean, to be really transparent, the one I'm talking about that wouldn't get out of bed, we just had like a relationship before that and had been friends and peers for a while. And I just really loved her as a person. And I was like, even if she doesn't make me millions, like I'm going to love working with her. And sometimes that's just as important. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I really try not to only take on a client just because I'm like, I'm positive. You're going to make me a lot of money. I'm like, I want to also be like, and I like, just literally I'm going to look for it. Like with, this sounds so cheesy to say, but it's like with every single one of my clients, I'm like, I literally look for it. Like, I'm like, Oh, I get to like, I get to talk to Taylor today or whatever. Right. And not that you're my client, it's just a name, yeah. using your name, but like, I get to talk to her today. Like I look forward to that. And that's just as important sometimes too, then as like, how much is someone going to make you, you know? I think it's sounding like there has to just be this like acceptance that they're all going to be paying different amounts and going at different on the different timelines. And, um, I'm sure even like, you know, all clients have their own like ups and downs at certain points too. So there's gotta be that, that level of just like, I don't know. I feel like it requires a lot of trust and a lot of acceptance as well. Yeah. I, I am, I use this term loosely. Cause like, I don't know if recovering is totally fair to say, but like, I'm definitely a recovering control freak. <laughs> um, and this model has like stretched my edges on that a lot and has like been yeah. such a teacher and gift for me and having to let go and surrender and trust on like a whole nother level. So it's like, as much as it's been like good for my business, I think personally for me, it has been like a really beautiful, almost like spiritual experience to have to be like, I just like trust their timeline. I trust their knowing. I trust that like it will bounce back or it won't or whatever. And like, it's really been nice to have to lean into that. I love that. Like going way back to earlier when you were talking, I wanted to say something about this, but I forgot you had mentioned like how you had to accept that like, okay, even though it did end up being very scalable, like this might not be scalable, but this is like, I'm happy with this. I'm fine with this. Like, this is what I actually like doing. And I think those of us that are really strategic, obviously you are like, you're helping your clients build all types of businesses and with all types of models. And I'm like, it's so like, I could come up with like 10 different business plans, like right, right here, right now. No problem. That's so (laughs) easy for me. Like here's 10 different ways to scale to seven figures. Like that's so easy, but you do. And I literally, I've I've been having my own process with this lately where it's like, okay, though, wait, that's not how you're actually going to find your way. That's fun once you're in alignment, but like, yeah, it really does have to start with finding like, what actually is your thing that you love doing, you know, like for you, the private coaching or also the topics you really like to talk about. Whereas I think a lot of people, even with like niching down, it's like what niches are the most profitable and who's actually going to buy. And it never works out that way. What we're thinking with that brain. It's so funny. I, something I've been saying a lot recently is like, I think the reason I made a million dollars is because I felt like I had a business that made like, that was like a million dollar business before I had it. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, that's how much I liked it and enjoyed it. And that's what let me stick in it and stay in it long enough to get to the point where I made that. Right. I think there's so much like false marketing about like, oh, you make a million dollars in a year. Or like you can't, you're not going to, or something like that. And yeah. it's like, to me, like what I see to be true with myself and my clients, whatever, it's like, find a business that you love enough. That makes you just feel rich AF. Like 
while you're running it. And then like, you're going to stay in it long enough to get there. But when you're just trying to force like that, I'll do what I have to do to get the result. And then I'll enjoy the result. It never goes like that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of one size fits all marketing too. Like this is the best way. This is the easiest way. This is the most profitable way. This is the fastest way. And that's why I really wanted to touch on earlier too, like who this is a good fit for and who it's not, because I think it's easy to hear something new and different and go, Oh, let me do that. You know, especially maybe like a lot of people are trying to figure out right now, like just with like what's going on in the world and the economy and the industry. Like, I feel like there's like all types of stuff going on. And so (laughs) So we're like, should I just charge less? Oh, this will work. And it's like, I think what you're doing is genius. And what I love about when you talk about it is you're not like selling it that way. Like, it's like, this is great. It's been great for me. And like, I love, cause I've heard you talk about it in a few places and here, like, and it brought up all this stuff for me. Like it's the, and it brings up stuff for clients. And like, there's no matter how you're going to grow your business. Like I actually think when you're in alignment with how you're growing your business, a lot of stuff is going to come up because it's like growing you into who you're supposed to be. That's like the point really. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like a good relationship. Like it's so not there to just like be the most comfortable thing. It's there to like push your buttons and bring up your edges and all of that. But yeah, I think, I think you're so right. Like I, I try to be so careful in how I talk about, um, partnership model when I talk about it, because I, I never, ever want it to come across. Like, this is how you scale to seven figures. This is the thing because it's like, it literally of my clients, probably three of them do this. Like it's not, the thing it's a thing if it works for you. And so I think it's just really important. And I think like you said, it's, it's so confusing in marketing when everyone's like, no, this is the way, this is the path. It's like, it's like, not even true. Like that might be for you. Let's just call it what it is. Right. Yeah. And you talked about some of the things that you've navigated on your part with this. Yeah. Have you noticed as you've been doing this with clients now for years of like any things that come up with them, like maybe client things I could maybe think of that I'm curious if have happened or like maybe a client who knows they're not paying you as much, whether they're like taking a little hiatus or what things are just tough. They're not working for some reason at the moment, or maybe even clients who are doing really well paying you way more than they have ever before. Maybe that being uncomfortable. Yes. All of the above has, has yeah. happened. Um, I, I think that, um, it's definitely easy for clients to make themselves wrong in this or to be like, Oh, but I want to be paying you so much. Or like I've had, I've had clients say to me, like on my vision board or my goal is to be paying you X amount. And I'm like, that's so cool. And I love that. But like, take that off your fucking vision board because like (laughs) that can't be the goal here or there's too much pressure. Like the goal has to be make it for you. And then like, great. But like, if you're trying to make it for me, you're just trying to be like the good girl or the good student or whatever. And that's like not good. So, but it, in some ways it's helpful because it does show us like what mindset stuff is there for them. And so in some ways it's like nice to be able to be like something needs to get worked through here. And then on the other side, yeah, totally. Like I've had clients be like, Hey, I like, this is so worth it to me. And I want to keep paying you, but it's like a really hard pill for me to swallow sometimes when I'm like, like one of my clients, she has her assistant pay her revenue share invoice. Cause she's like, I want to, it's good. I just, it's hard for me to like do it. And I'm like, I get that. And honestly, for me, I've had to process a lot around like being willing to receive that. Like, I remember the mm. first time a client paid me like 
$5,000 a month. Like I was talking to one of my girlfriends and it was like, the, like I probably should just give her some back. Like it's probably too much. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So like there is, just, yeah, there's been like every element of that. And I think like what I always come back to is just like the transparency. Like I want my, like the reason I know that was uncomfortable for her and that her assistant pays me is because we have enough transparency where she can share that. Right. Or the reason, like, I know a client put that on their vision board or feels pressured around that is because they can share that. So for me, like, that's always what it comes back to is like, of course it can be weird, but like, can we talk about it? I think any client issues, that's the thing, right? Like just being able to have those conversations. I was just talking to a client about that earlier. Who's telling me tough conversations she's had with another coach. And I'm like, first of all, I just want to say good job even having those conversations with her because there is definitely a past version of me as a client that would have just been like, you know, not say anything, but kind of be like upset about it or uncomfortable with it or whatever. Like, yeah, I think on the coach's part and the client's part, it's like, that's just a part of coaching, having those tough conversations. And yeah, 100%. And it's like what we want too. I think as like, you know, like you're saying that past version of you, like, it's like, we think what they want is to not hear from us, but as coaches, like that's, I always want to hear that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it just really, there's so much there that's like about your relationship. Yes. Like coaching client and it improves that and it can make that stronger, but then it also always leads to like how it connects to all these other things that seem completely unrelated, yeah, but are very related and very important for their growth. So yeah. Um, I think it's cool to think about it that way. Cause it's like, yep, this stuff comes up and it's not bad. Absolutely. I, but I always think about it like coaching is a micro of a macro. So whatever is happening in coaching, I guarantee you it's happening in other ways and other patterns outside of it. So it's like, if we can take this micro and look at it, like that's always going to be helpful to like the bigger, broader life that they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on a little bit more of a technical side of the partnership model, how, how does this work? Like in terms of them reporting their revenue and like, yeah, how does that work? So this, this is the part I would say that is like the biggest pain in the ass of it is tracking all of it. Yeah. So, um, we, we use Basecamp with our clients, like in terms of just like ongoing communication. And so um, every month in base camp, like a reminder will go out to them and say like, Hey, reminder to report your monthly income. They report, but then it's all manual from there. Right. Because like every month is different and every client is different. And so we yeah. track it in a spreadsheet and have to manually send invoices. So, um, technically like that part of the process, like costs me a lot more than it costs most coaches where you just have like an automated invoicing system and your team barely ever has to touch it. My team has to like fully touch this every month. and so. Um, that part is a little bit hard. And also like, it's, it's, I would say easier for mistakes to happen that way. Like I know one time, like a couple for one client, we like forgot to invoice her for multiple months. Um, and like that, that's, but it's just like a trade-off and it's like the name of the game kind of thing. But that is like a very, um, technically heavy, (laughs) um, side of this model for sure. Yeah. Have you ever had issues or concerns or navigated like either a client not doing it on time or lying, like not being honest or anything like that? I feel like that's kind of a concern that people might have with this type of. Oh, yeah. I'm going to trust your client. Like a concern. Yeah. I mean, so (laughs) I, we've had 
We have people not remembering to report all the time. Um, I'm sure, even yeah. though they get a, a monthly or a reminder. Um, I think for a lot of reasons. One, like a lot of my clients are just freaking busy, right? You know, it's like easy to forget that too. It's like the least urgent thing sometimes where it's like, oh yeah, I'll get to that. Or even sometimes they're like, well, I'm waiting on the report from my bookkeeper. Or I'm waiting on my PL. So there's like there's just like a lot of reasons. I would say literally every month we have someone that's forgetting to do that. So that part normal, um, in terms of like ever worrying that a client was lying, I really have never felt like that just because I'm so in their business. Like, I think it would be really, really hard for them. And then also a lot of my clients are like sharing what they're making too. So it's not like they're saying one thing to me and saying something else publicly. And then also like something that I kind of hold true that I think is helpful if you ever do this model is like, if a client was lying to me about their revenue, that'd be the least of my worries. <laughs> like the, my biggest worry would be like, we're not a right fit. We're not in a good coaching relationship. Like if I ever had that concern, like the money part would be like the least like concerning of it. So I really try to keep that focus. Like if our relationship is good and intact and like we have a good coach client relationship, I'm never worried about them being honest. If we don't, I'm more worried about like what's going on in this relationship and are you the right fit? You know? Totally. Yeah. I totally we do. This may be important to say though. Technically, we do have it in our contract that we can audit their books just as like a I've never done it. But I do think if you ever do this model, you probably want to have some kind of like leverage in there where you like feel like some safety in that. But I we've never had to use it. Yeah. So they're just telling you what the number is. They're not sending in like official paperwork. Some clients do and some don't. Some like send me a PL every month, like from their bookkeeper or whatever. And some will just like put a number. I don't care either way. Yeah. I feel that. I love that. So, okay. We talked about that. We talked about which you brought up. I was going to ask you about like screening clients, how that's changed with yeah. this model. So I love that you talked about that. Um, I was curious too, like, I feel like this isn't something that most coaches are doing. It's a little different. Do you have any like systems or communication in place? Or have you noticed any issues with like, just making sure your clients really understand like how it works and the expectations of it, especially probably when it was like first, you know, you were first starting with it. Yes, totally. I think that that has been an evolving thing for sure. I remember, um, when I was like newer at it, I remember one client, like, signed up, signed our contract. We started our first session or started our first month, got through our first month. We're in our second month. And we were like, Hey, reminder to report your income. And she was like, I thought that was just for one month. And we were like, no, like that. Oh no, it was the opposite. She, she thought she would have to report her income. She thought she only had to pay 1250 once as opposed to 1250 every month. Does that make sense? Like she Uh she didn't pay the base rate. So we were like, oh no, that's like an every month thing. And she was like, oh, I thought base rate just meant like one time. So there was like a lot of like evolution of that over time and trying to be more and more clear about it. But um, now I feel like since I've been talking about it for a long time and it's pretty out there, um, that part's good. We also have a sheet we give clients that's basically like, here's everything you need to know. We give examples, we give like steps, we give like, really specific details now. So that's something that has helped too, instead of just being like, oh, it's like base rate plus 10%. Um, And there's a lot of nuance that comes up with like what counts as new revenue because I only do new revenue. So it's like, it's like if you came to me with clients, it wouldn't be like taking part of that 10%. So there's always like a lot of 
like questions about like, what is new revenue? What counts? What doesn't? We have a sheet for that too. We're like, here are 10 examples of what would count, what wouldn't count, that kind of thing. So lots of questions on that over the years. So good. I think that that's something I've learned even, I feel like some of the things that I do where I'm like, everyone does it this way. Like yes. it's, mm. it, there's no harm done in like really communicating how it works, expectations, all the things in your, in your onboarding. So I think that that's really important. And it's, it's such a normal piece too, right? That like at first there's going to be things that you don't even think that you need to say. Yeah. And then you do, and you're like, okay, let's, we'll clean that up for next time. So it's so true. I feel like especially with like the coaching industry where there's no norm, there's no regulation, there's no any of that, right? Like we have to do these things. Mm. Yeah. I love it. I think that this is so cool how how you're doing this. It's so genius. I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people that are like really thinking about it. Like maybe this is the first time they're hearing of this. Do you have a like offering or training? Like where do people go if they really want to know, like, tell me exactly how to implement this in my business? Yeah, we did a free training. Something that's important to me. It's funny because we talked about this earlier a little bit, but something that's important to me is that like, I don't, this sounds sort of bad, but hear me out. What I don't want is like someone coming along and being like, I will teach you the revenue share model and then charging people a fucking boatload of money to learn this like quote unquote perfect model. And so I try to be like as open as possible and I will do it all for free. I'm like, you want our tracking spreadsheet? Here's that for free. You want to hear about it? Here's that for free. Cause like, I don't want someone to like take it and make it this like marketing thing. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. anyway, yeah, all of that is there. Um, I honestly don't remember the link at this exact moment, but I can send it to you or, but it's yeah. our website's a lituplife.com. And if you go to like our videos section and type in partnership, there's lots of free videos that I've done on it. And then um, we have like a training that I did as well. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just giving like, it all away for the yeah. people that want to do it. Cause right. I mean, like, you know, how our industry is, how easy would it be for someone to be like, here, sorry, you hear my dog whining. I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, here's my like $2,000 course on how to make this your perfect business model. And it's like, what? It's not the perfect business model. Like, let's just share about it. Mm. Literally what I was saying earlier, everything yeah. is like the best, the perfect, the fastest, yes. the easiest. It's mm. like, I want to say like, sure, maybe if it's in like complete alignment for you, but then even like I said, like, I think when things are in complete alignment, like they're still hard, like they're still bring up all this stuff for your growth. Cause that's like life it's supposed to be. And I think we like run from that, but yeah, I love that you you share all this. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So anyway, like all of that is there. You can find it there. I'm always like open for questions too. A lot of people DM me with questions here and there about it and always happy to answer those too. So good. Okay. You guys definitely check out Lacey's website. And I have to say, check out her podcast too. (laughs) I've already told you this multiple times, but I love like your podcast is probably like literally the only podcast I'm really listening to right now, but definitely one of my favorites. And I love your client series where you are coaching your clients on the podcast as it's just like so real. Um, and one of my favorite things too, listening to your most recent one with the client you're doing right now is I'm like, Oh, I'm not crazy and annoying. All this stuff is normal. (laughs) Oh my God. That's like, it makes me like so happy that you said that. Cause that's like, I mean, obviously I want everyone to get whatever they need out of it, but like, that is what I want people to get the most is just to be like, 
oh, everyone goes through this. Oh, everyone feels like this. Oh, ever like even this person that like I maybe had on a pedestal or whatever, like we all go through this. And I think that's the value I've had personally that has changed my life in being a one-on-one coach is knowing all of that. And so for me literally was like, how do I help other people know this? Because I'm, I find it very easy to like ride the waves in my business. Cause I see 20 clients going through those waves and I'm like, we're, it, we're all doing it. It's all fine. But when you don't, it's so easy to feel like it's just you, you know? I know that's like one of my favorite things about coaching too. Even though I'm also like with one-on-one, I'm like, sometimes I wish my one-on-one was a group, even though I know that's not really what they want and what they need. But I'm like, if you guys could only know that all of you feel yeah. so alone and crazy in these conversations, and I'm having the same conversations all day long. Yes. <laughs> like- it's so true. I do this thing called client lessons on my Instagram. And I will repeatedly have like four clients message me and be like, oh, this one was about me. And I'm like, four of you messaged me and said this one was about you. It's because we're all going through the same shit, you know? 100%. I love it. Yeah. You guys have to check out our podcast, Instagram, but the podcast is so good. Um, especially the client series and we'll link to your site and that free training for people. Cause I know there's going to be some people who are going to want to like dive straight into that, but thank you so much for your time today and and sharing this with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I am so happy that we got to connect and that I got to talk to you. So I feel like it was a gift for me too. Mm. Uh, Me too. All right, everyone. Bye you guys. Mm.